Well, well, wait, wouldn't that be so proficiency plus your wisdom modifier? Plus my feats. Plus your oh, gotcha. Okay. You've got two feats, as far as I know. That's how you walk. And they're and they're big feats. Yeah. I mean, we did just earlier this episode invoke the existence of magic dirt, so there could be some magic dirt on the magic berries. We might have to wash them. But then we would have to wash them with magic water. So <laughs> he said a fish, folks. Yes, that was a fish. He said something's fishy here. Uh, I'm just glad to know that the only thing you guys can flex on me is that you're decades older than I am. Uh, non natural 20. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Attaboy, Arlen. Let's stop. No more. Chapter 222 When Pigs Fly. Okay. So in the last episode, you all had made a social visit to Pheromons and got a chance to talk to Nola, gave her a uh, set of steins uh, that had nothing to do with puns, and had updated her on the uh, status of the gnome home. And she was, uh, her interest was piqued, you might say, that that their gnome home was in fact still intact. Um, and that there was a resident there. But at the same time, she was also a bit trepidatious about the fact that you had just stirred up not one but a pair of red dragons. And the fact that they were right next to the gnome home might uh, might uh, end up uh, setting them out uh, perhaps in wrath on whoever showed up there. So they were going to maybe send some sneaky people over there to see how Narina was doing. Um, but you had a, a, a nice night of sleep. Not having to worry about people being assassinated in their sleep for change. Which is nice. Yeah. And then you had all taken off on your rams. And uh, we're headed out of Faramons. And uh, where were you going to head? Uh, well, we were going to the Valley of the Pegasi. Uh, we had talked... Craval uh, had talked to one of our druid acquaintances about sending someone who is lives around there works around there does mm -hmm. druid yes, business around there um and i believe he was gonna meet us on the road yeah it gave us like a meeting point for that person going through some paperwork here trying to find that map so we can know exactly here it is uh this is yeah there we go so on the road to this is the camp kingdom of campo magnos this is the older one so yeah the veil of the pegasus to the top most part of the map past Kalesque and all that and uh, between Jade and the new arrival, who I wrote down his name, but I'll probably have to look on my electronical device, we'll meet up with somebody to help us hopefully get a couple of Pegasi to help us without mm -hmm. having to resort to too much violence. Yeah. Yeah, what was that name anyways? Can you can you look on your electronical device real I quick? I am looking on my electronical device. Varden. V-A-R-D-E-N. Okay. Varden. Very good. And incidentally, the second Varden you've met in your travels, so it's kind of... Kind of fun to actually see Who's someone. Who's the to... first Varden? Uh, let's take a look. <laughs> now that you mentioned, that'd be kind of fun to know. I mean, Varden is a pretty common name. Yeah, yeah. I I know lots of Vardens. It's interesting. We've only met two. I know lots of Vardens. That was the name of the band I played in in Vardenville. Lots of Vardens. <laughs> lots of Vardens in Vardenville. Yeah, actually, he was head of the wait staff that you met way back when. Wait staff where? I don't remember now. Was it like? 
25 pounds or like you could 50 pounds it's fine we'll, we'll go to relico past wikipedia because i know it has to exist by now <laughs> no tells exactly where varden was and I, what he weighed I and what he served us let me tell you me, <laughs> well if there's anybody here that has a lot of time on their hands oh yeah all of us you, probably <laughs> not gonna make a critical role wiki you, I should, mean, you should you should go through all of the past wiki. 220 <laughs> episodes yeah. and, and make a wiki of all the characters items and monsters and everything no. you know if you do that, I'll give you a Coke. No, thank you. Like a good. <laughs> you do every time that we come here. <laughs> you bring the Cokes. So. <laughs> so are we starting back in Faramonds? I can't remember. We didn't actually leave. You had just begun to leave Faramonds yeah. on your riding rams. That's right. Yeah. Some of them had 1,500 stenciled on the horns. Uh, they had 2,500 stenciled on the horns. Someone has flames on the side. Yeah. And, uh, of course... Um, Cotter's riding out on his gleaming white Pegasus because, you know, flexing. Yeah. So. Does that thing ever get dirty? <laughs> Probably not. It's magic, so no. Yeah. Well, magic dirt will get it dirty. How is the riding, by the way? Is it nice weather? Is it well, rough terrain? It, it is beginning to enter October here, and so it is a bit fickle. Um, it, it's foggy out uh, to start the days a lot of times, and just the regular fog, not the toxic fogs that have been coming down from the mountains and of course obviously it's getting darker earlier and there's a little bit of bite of chill in the air um you know the the gardens have all uh, been frosted over and, and died but uh it's still you know ple pleasant fall weather good for riding uh but as uh, as nola was saying you know there may be some snow in the mountains all right okay so you take off down the roadway and um Things are a little less traveled than they have been. Um, obviously, things commerce has been uh, has been drying up since this whole sordid affair began. But even um, by that token, there's less people on the roads than you'd kind of expect. And um, usually, you'd see plenty of people going to market and things like that. And you are seeing folks that are doing that. But it seems more like people that have a definitive reason to be there. Like, you know, this person has a loaded wagon. They've got to get to Faramonds. They're headed there. Uh, but everybody seems to be pretty determined, you know, kind of got heads down and, and are just kind of going to where they have to go. Uh, it may just be the, the rumors of undeads waylaying people in the, in the uh, roadway out in the wilderness, but uh, uh, maybe something else, who knows, but yeah, just not quite as, um, Busy even as just a couple of weeks ago when you're here last. Okay. I guess we're just rolling, rolling, rolling. Mm-hmm. Rawhide strapping around our shields. <laughs> um, Do I use shields? Or are hooks? we... Uh, we're not past Kaleskwe into the mountains. Yet, sorry, no, no. You you will not go past Kaleskwe because it's somewhere, somewhere above the gnome home there. Right, gotcha. Okay, so um, you come rolling along, and uh, like I said, it's kind of pleasant, uh, pleasant uh, weather for riding here. But um, actually, um, Jade, why don't you roll for me survival? Oh boy, are we in the mountains? You are not at this point. Uh, eight. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, it's it's a bit foggy out, but. Um, it might just be that nine unnatural fog that is uh, lodged itself between Kaleskwe and Faramons that you guys had noticed when you were out and about last time. And uh, 
yeah, nothing, nothing to uh, to alarm you at this point. So, very good. So you are riding along, and you get about time to stop. And you, you obviously between Faramons and Kalesque is a two day trip, so you're gonna have to stop at one point or another. Um, and the last time you came through here, you had come across that uh, just the beginnings of an inn being built, uh, where you actually got jumped by. Uh, the evil glitch himself and uh, are you going to try to make for that or are you going to stop short or long what do you want to do i say we shoot for it yeah i mean maybe maybe it's been added to i, I don't think it. it's been a couple of days but maybe is it is it out of the way to stop there oh no it's right on the road okay that, that was the whole we idea. might as someone, well someone came up with the bright idea of oh hey it's, there's a two-day trip between Kaleskway and Faramons. let's put an inn halfway in between yeah we yeah let's Let's Sounds let's good. do it. Let's stop there. Okay. I'm curious. Okay, so you, you get to the foundation there. And yeah, actually, there's some evidence that um, it's been worked on a little bit. Uh, the um, foundation sill has been laid down in the, in the wooden boards. Uh, but that's about it. Um, and actually, um, everyone can roll for me survival. Oh, same number. Ooh, off to a fantastic start, all of us. 21. Okay. Well, actually for Kripal. <laughs> Five for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and anybody uh, seven. Be tw- anyone be 21? Nine. I got a six. I got an eight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should, we're like the Are losers the club from it. Are we in the mountains no, yet? No, not yet. So listeners, just remember, wisdom is not necessarily a dump stat. <laughs> Okay. And uh, um, anyway, so yeah, you guys are all way too um, busy unloading the uh, the pack animals and, and getting them uh, corralled and so forth. And um, then Kerval, you actually, you know, you're kind of wandering around looking for a good place for bed rolls and maybe a campfire. And you come across a campfire ring and um, it's been used pretty recently. You know, there, there's still uh, ashes in there, you know, burnt up cinders of, uh, of logs, but uh, they can't be more than about three or four days old. So whoever was working on the, the inn decided to uh, decided to stop at that point in time. Hmm. Any signs of animal life? Oh, give me another survival roll. So you take a look around, see if you find any tracks. 28. <laughs> I rolled yes. a 19. <laughs> yes, there's abundant... Um, tracks as usual the the kind of things you'd expect um some uh, deer have moved in out of the the woods there but also the plenty of little uh, paws uh raccoons and squirrels and opossums maybe uh, things that would normally um hover around the edge of a civilized area looking for scraps and so forth so um okay i just was curious to see if life was returning to this part of the land yeah, well, apparently the uh, you know the construction crew that they must be having coming in here. Although by the looks of it, it looks like uh, it's a uh, pretty svelte crew. I mean, maybe the proprietor and and a helper or two are showing up to do construction. I mean, it's not like they've dedicated an entire team of carpenters to put right. this thing up in in no time at all. It's beginning to feel more like a hobby than an actual. Yeah, it, it definitely is not like they're just laser focused going for it. Um, and, and it may be just that, you know, someone from Kaleskway, someone from Fairmont's is coming out here and they're going to get it done when they get it done. Um, you know, is there, uh, since we're here, is there anything we can do to help? Like haul some, you know, is there any like 
rocks that they've been like bringing from a local area or well they did that for the foundation but it looks like they're um just bringing in wood and and uh they looks like they utilize what timber they had but if you wanted to you could you could spend an hour or so just kind of tidying up all the wood scraps and and making the place presentable if you wanted to that certainly would be doable well, let's try that okay are we and are we going to stay here for the the evening for the night is the weather look like it's going to turn well, do we need to like maybe con construct some sort of overhead protection? No, give give a uh, give a nature or a uh, a uh, survival roll, one of the two. Twenty one again. Um, yeah. So your weather sense it was a twelve. Okay, I have a plus nine. <laughs> a better survival than I, I do. I'm just gonna <laughs> stop rolling survival. <laughs> I could roll perception if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and your your weather sense after a lifetime in the mountains, Eric Caval. Um, yeah, you're you're feeling kind of a little um, push of moisture, and you would not be surprised if uh, within the next 24 hours, if it, it doesn't feel like a big storm's coming, but it's definitely a change in the weather, and you're you're definitely going to be seeing some uh, some precipitation coming your way. So okay. not a bad idea to do something. All right. Um, can I look amongst the construction? See, there's like tarps or anything like that. Well, you guys have your little lean-to shelters that you okay. you normally have. So then I suggest everyone you know put them together to ward off the chill of potential wetness rain and whatnot sounds set good. that up do we want um there was a fire probably four days old at this point we do want to think it's probably pretty safe to light one up here to keep us warm yeah i mean yeah. it's not like a lich is gonna come after us while we're here again right or well what are the odds i think of that? i think it wouldn't Depends matter how if irritating we had a fire. it is yeah. yeah i don't think it'll matter in the long run but considering it's not the, like he can't find us if he doesn't want to. This is true. Like the last people fire had a fire. There's no bodies laying around, so presumably they there are no get bodies, killed. right? Not that you saw. Okay. <laughs> Actually, roll for me investigation. Oh lord. Fifteen. Nope, no bodies. Oh, I'm sorry. Twenty. Nope, still no bodies. Yeah, you check all the all under all the bushes and okay. behind all Unless, the trees. Unless, of course, these bodies walked away on their own. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I did a track check. They're just animals. I have a feeling we're okay. <laughs> so I'll get the lean-tos build, get a fire going, have something nourishing to eat. It sounds good. No more elven rations. I have good berries. <laughs> those those hold, last hold us those the whole for, day. Those they do, the, yeah. That's true. Very good. So, yeah, you get the, uh, the fire built, and um, you're uh, sitting around having your evening meal there. And... Um, everybody roll for me perception. Oh. I did just use my passive and call it good. I hate <laughs> my dice. Perception? 19. 13. 9. 13. 26. Hey. See, it's not just Are Robin. we in the forest? What did you get? <laughs> Definitely a forest. Arlen? Yes. 11. Like 19. Okay. We're in a forest. <laughs> so, uh, Cotter? Um, you're sitting there munching there and you're looking kind of right between um, Jade and Craval, which are sitting kind of on the opposite side of the fire for you. You can, you can see two little glowing motes, two little eyes reflecting the firelight. They're maybe about a foot and a half up off the ground and they're pretty narrow together. So you're, you're thinking of some kind of small animal. Maybe one of the mini bears has uh, returned to the fire looking for scraps or something. Mm -hmm. Um, all like, how much can I see? Can I only see the eyes, or can I see anything right now, more they, than that? They're just re being reflected <laughs> in the in the night. Is this 
common because like i know like animals are out there but like yeah it's, it, coming it, this close to the camp i mean um yeah you would you would expect this to be like one of the raccoons or one of the possums or something like that trying to come snack. in to try to go and and uh, steal a couple of uh of tidbits from you guys should so. roll a good berry at it or I'm, I'm wondering when did valon or valon or whoever Varnan, don't druids take animal forms? So I've heard. I'm going to cast speak with animals. And this raccoon just kind of waddles right up into the middle, right between Jade and and uh, Kraval. And then just as it gets there, all of a sudden it starts growing, and there's a a human male there. It's like, yes, yes, we do. Nice trick. Thank you. I take it you're Varden. And he bows at your service. And who may I have the pleasure of addressing? I am Adri. Very good. And he starts looking around the group at you. They call me no one. Very good. I'm Arlen. Uh-huh. I'm Cotter. Crazy. Very good. I am Craval. Yes. I, I'm just looking at this good berry going, really? <laughs> I'm Jade. He's very pleased to meet your acquaintance. Well, I was told to uh, arrive here and uh, meet you, and that I've done. Um, and we are t- on the morrow to head up into the mountains on some crazed mission to find a bale of Pegasus that may or may not have existed a thousand years ago. Sounds like fun. Yep. As a druid, you haven't heard anything about that? Well, if it is uh, where it was described for me on the map, even our order doesn't range that far in the mountains very often Hmm. um occasionally but um most of uh, the tending that we need to do is much further down um there's always rumors of strange things in the mountains but i cannot say that i myself have ever come across a veil full of pegasus um and thus i was uh, quite excited to go on this trip and perhaps see something i've not Hmm. seen and i say well the tales i've heard don't you have Supreme command of all nature and animals and plants. Can't you just send a missive forth and, and have some tree or bug or root or something inform us? Well, even we do not have that level of command. Uh, we are friends, but uh, you're uh, friends. You can request of things, but you can't command. And nature is remarkably fickle. Uh, thus, actually, my uh, uh, delight in accompanying you to see if there isn't such a thing up there. Fair enough. Have you seen anything while waiting for us that of note? Um, nothing terribly out of the ordinary. Um, just the rather lack of travelers and uh, the all of the wilderness here. Uh, the beasts, the plants um, seem tense. Um, I traveled actually um, from west of Kalesque to meet you. And as I approached this area... I felt a certain tension amongst nature. Um, there seems to be a fearfulness, a watchfulness that uh, has gripped this part of the land. Um, I did used to sense that also in Kalesque, but uh, then things uh, uh, have been getting somewhat better there, and the nature itself feels better uh, in that area. But uh, over here, closer to Faramans, I, I find even myself uh, becoming on edge Hmm. interesting what if the fogs the plague-ridden fogs yes um it they do seem to coincide the uh 
only area that seems to be terribly fog-bound is this area between Kalesque and Faramans. Uh, you've probably noticed that the uh, farms in this area are still failing. Uh, the crops are non-existent. Um, whereas, at least the reports that I get, um, west towards Kalesque and Valles Calliae, and then across the way, the other side of the Mare, seem to be free of these fogs, and life seems to be returning to normal in one degree or another over there. Well, I'd certainly hope so after everything that we've we have a yeah, We have a working theory that there's this magical item causing the land to decay and rot. It's one of the reasons we think your uh, druid circle was so easily corrupted, the spore druids. Yes, well, that's a uh, long and complicated story. That's a spore spot for yes, you? It, it, it is indeed. He starts, like, crying. <laughs> <laughs> My brother was a sport trooper. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> now he's just a fun guy. Well, our quests are aligned with each other. Anything yes. that you're doing to rid your region, your home of these plagues, that is what we are trying to do for the whole of this land. Very good. Um, and uh, we can only... Uh, hope to be successful here. Um, as I said, it should be a grand adventure either way. Um, thus, uh, my uh, pleasure in accompanying you. Um, but let us talk of our plans. Um, so obviously it is late uh, tomorrow. Uh, we shall uh, rise with the morning sun and head up into the hills. Um, I do think, and he kind of stares at uh, the, uh, the uh, clouds, that we will see a change in the weather. Um, so I do hope you are... Uh, of hardy folk and not discouraged by such things. Snow? There may be snow high in the mountains, yes. Um, and especially where this uh, veil is on the map. It was very interesting. I, You would not think that a herd of pegasi would cluster high in the mountains where they'd be deep in snow, but uh, that is where it says on the map, at least the one that was shown to me. So, uh, Well, much has changed in time, but this is the starting point. Indeed. Um, uh, but uh, some, some things do not change in time. Uh, certainly uh, elevation and weather and things like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly what uh, what we do see when we get up there. Indeed. Okay. So um, he kind of uh, rearranges himself and sits, uh, sits down. Uh, so uh, do we have any other plans to make? Any other things to figure out before we... And head off to bed. I don't believe so. How are we going to capture? You do have ways of calming these animals, right? Um, it's the, one of the main reasons I would hope to contact the druids is yes. Uh, we we have we have our ways with uh, with animals. Um, we will see what happens when we get there. Um, the, From what I understand, pegasi aren't animals. That is true. They are celestial beings. Um. Are any of you skilled with uh, celestial beings? I am. I can speak uh, the language. Yeah. Only this one, and I'll point to my Pegasus. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, well, that might be our best, uh, our best guess there. That uh, perhaps your Pegasus will um, lull them into a sense of security. That uh, there is one of their own kind. We've been. We're not trying to capture them. We really just need them for a ride. Well, that being said, they are still wild creatures, even if they're celestial. 
So uh, we will just have to see what uh, what comes of trying to enlist their aid. I'll take first watch tonight. I'm not quite sleepy. Ah, actually, yes. And if you uh, don't mind, um, I will gather some quick sleep and then uh, I can take over for the rest of the night. That would be much appreciated. Yes. um, Well, and he morphs into the form of an owl and he blinks at you with very large eyes. Is this an owl wear? I take it he doesn't need as much sleep as the rest of us. I have no idea. And he, he morphs back into his, his human form and says, you might say I'm something of a night owl myself. The night uh, is uh, my preferred time to be out. Just as long as you don't sleep on us during the day. Yes. All right. Well, I'm off to sleep. Uh, how long does he need to rest before he will take over for us? Um, he, he says he just needs about four hours of sleep. That would make I'll take the second watch. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Is, was he human? He seems to be human, yeah. Okay. Interesting. But like he says, really he's, he's kind of a night really owl, so yeah. perhaps he mm-hmm. napped during the day. Yeah. Or perhaps like many teenagers, doesn't get up until the crack of noon. And... I got eight hours of sleep last night. <laughs> Still fell asleep at four, but it balances out. <laughs> okay, so what do you need for me to give me a... Uh... Perception check? Or? Yes, so um, you guys are going to bed down. Anything else we need to do before we uh, conk off for the night? I can't think of anything. I feel like we're forgetting something, but I can't really think of anything. Uh, well, if we are forgetting something, I'm sure it'll come at us tomorrow. We're going to get backstabbed <laughs> by this druid. What did you say? We're going to get backstabbed by this druid. Potentially. No, the um, druid will stab us right in the front as we sleep. Let's. You know, yeah. It's a stand-up assassin. The druid's actually a You know what? Off. I'm going to... Well, we you have know, the dagger of warning too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if he's sitting right over us, true. Why don't you just nudge me awake when you when you call it? Okay. Uh, perception checks a thirty-two. Okay, and actually, you do hear something. It's only about thirty minutes after everyone uh, starts uh, heading off to sleep, and you actually hear the sound of horses' hooves. And they are approaching, and it's not ex- they're not exactly at a walk, but it isn't also going at a trot either. But so it's as if someone is hurrying along. But I don't see anything? Um, not right away, but you, I mean, there's obviously a horse approaching. Okay. Just stay alert for it. Okay. And um, after a, a, a bit there, it actually turns out to be not a horse, but a pony. And as a single halfling on it, and they uh, he rides basically right past uh, where you guys are there at the uh, the uh, new inn that's being put up. And but apparently maybe he's behind in his schedule or something like that. But he's uh, he goes for um, just you know right past you. Since your fire is just embers at this point in time, it really isn't even uh, casting any light, and uh, just kind of goes clippity clop past you and in, into the uh, into the evening there. And uh, apparently he's going as far as he can or something like that, but uh, just kind of rides on. Okay, well, I'll gently nudge no one awake and then settle down and get some rest myself. Okay, and no one, you're taking second watch? Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me a perception check. It's not going to be 32, I promise you. Isn't How is yours a 32? Like, what is your, for perception, what are you adding? My uh, ability scores. 
Well, well, wait, wouldn't that be so proficiency plus your wisdom modifier? Plus my feats. Plus your oh, gotcha. Okay. You've got two feats, as far as I know. That's how you walk. And they're and they're big feats. Yeah. I have rolled a six for my oh perception. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Doesn't that druid also have to roll? We're like opposite. Can I borrow I have some a of zero. your feet? Yeah. Now, did you wake up the druid or not, or did you only went around for two hours? I well, I didn't know how long well, I just woke him up, but yeah, I figured it only been two hours, so it would have been time to wake him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I woke no one up. Okay. And yeah, you, you perceive nothing in the night. Um, there's there's a couple of little things. Um, even um, through the trees, though, you can notice that the comet is just covers the entire sky from one side to the other. It's quite an impressive view. Um, but nothing else happens in your two hours, so. So the commissary, I donder what's going on. What? And Blitzen. Reindeer. Yeah, you're, okay. It's that, been that, a hard day. More that, that's, and more. That, that is what we call in the common world, reaching. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways, my, uh. You know, tracking the stars to to guesstimate two hours, I'll go and go up to the druid and just wake him up by going, and his his eyes just (laughs) pop right open as if he was only lightly asleep. And uh, and he says, ah, thank you very much. And he immediately morphs back into the form of an owl and just leaps up into uh, the tree above you guys. And you can just see him there. First, he's looking one way. Then he turns his head completely the other way, and then he looks the other way, and then he turns the other way, and uh, he's definitely keeping an eye out in all directions. Didn't look up. Look up where the giants are. That's nice. Was <laughs> I, did anyone else want me to nudge them up? I, or do we trust the I owl? F- I don't know why we shouldn't trust the owl. I'll go the other way and say we have no reason to trust said owl. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Seems reasonable you know to, to assume be, that be because our, our buddy sent him to us, right? Well, I'm going to nudge Jade. Jade can fall back asleep if, if they want. Yeah. I'll be nudged away. Okay. So uh, you're just going to hang out? Are you going to pretend to be asleep or just uh, yeah. get up and I pace around? What are you going to do? Yeah. I'll just lay there. Okay. Perceiving. Okay. So... Um, yeah, the uh, you, you just see the uh, druid in owl form sitting on top of the uh, branch above you guys and just keeps craning its head around and in uh, all the directions. Um, and actually, roll for me a constitution roll. Oh, boy. Natural one. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't forget Cotter's plus four. <laughs> That's, it's not a saving throw. So, yeah, you're watching the owl kind of look around, look around, look around, look around. Wouldn't I be awake for two hours? What's say? Wouldn't I just normally be awake for the watch? Um, normally, yeah, but with that constitution roll, um, you, uh, all of a sudden your eyes come open and uh, Creval is shaking you awake. <laughs> new dice. That one's goodish. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't betray me again. And it is uh, dawn. Stretch everything out. Pack everything up. Wake up, Jade. Wake up, Jade. How's the weather look? Um, it looks gloomier than usual. Did it rain last night? It did not. Although everything is kind of uh, extra damp this morning. So. Well, if you guys have wet weather gear, now's the time to put it on. How's Owlor doing? 
Um, he, uh, as he notices you guys stirring, um, hops back down and, and does this kind of rather clever move where he kind of pulls up into the little flare to land and then turns in back into a human. Show off. Yes. It's probably better than hitting the ground halfway transformed with like hollow human bones and just like completely shattering <laughs> like a well, leg. Well, you know, and as I walk, I pretend to trip. But I actually fall forward and land on my finger and do a hands, you know, a single finger stand with my body straight up. And then I do a backflip back onto my feet. Um, while no one is doing the single finger handstand, I will walk up and push him over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do a contested uh, just... move here. So, um, Adri, give me athletics versus uh, your acrobatics to see if... Uh, uh, who who uh, was able to do there? 29. No! <laughs> I don't even think I could roll higher than that. Like my maximum. Well, roll let's will see not if you be... actually trip and fall yourself. Uh, twenty-two. That was close. Oh, yeah, so close. Yeah, so you you give uh, um, no one a shove, but he's able to kind of roll with it, and he does the the front flip instead of the back flip, and ta da, <laughs> lands on his feet. <laughs> Is Alor suitably impressed? Yeah, he he's he, he's just sitting there, kind of nodding, like very good. Yes. Look at this. I probably Boom. just like stand up too fast and then fall over because I got dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Head, head Ten rush. good berries. Yeah. Happy breakfast. <laughs> but this will carry us through the day. Yeah. And don't they do other things I, like just juggling? Everyone them, like... gets one hit point back. One hit point. Yay. It's like the level one paladin in berry form. <laughs> But ten of them. But ten of them, yeah. So it's two level one paladins in berry form. <laughs> Yes. So, um, and actually, the the druid turns back into a raccoon and kind of waddles over to you and grabs you at the berry and then walks over to the stream and washes it and then sits there on its hind legs eating it and just so cute. <laughs> I love raccoons. I don't think they. I mean, we Me didn't too. feel the need to wash it. We trust you. Especially They're on magically spit clean. Being cooked over hollow coals. Mm-hmm. Little plum jelly. They're magically delicious. <laughs> I mean, we did just earlier this episode invoke the existence of magic dirt, so there could be some magic dirt on the magic berries. We might have to wash them, but then we would have to wash them with magic water. Yeah, mm. I mean, tabaxis are known to be clean, quite clean mm-hmm. race. So, so Jade just licks her berry. Yeah, they've got, they've got, you know, and you hear that scraping noise. <laughs> she licks your berry. That's gross. And then gives it to you. <laughs> I don't lick anyone's berry. <laughs> if you come to lick my berry, I'm going to spray you with water. No! Psst, psst. Whack her in the nose with a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> I'll keep my good berries to myself then. Well, keep the licked ones to yourself. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Look what the druid has done to our party. <laughs> Set you against each other. No more, no, no more new people. <laughs> Okay, so um, after a delicious breakfast of good berries, uh, he morphs back into human form and uh, says, well, shall we? Yes, mm-hmm. please. And um, he uh, leads you actually back down the uh, trail just a little, or roadway just a little bit, you know, about a couple hundred yards and uh, pushes aside two bushes and you can actually see a small game trail there. And he says, uh, this will lead us in our first stage of our journey. Okay, and you start going up, up, up into the mountains. And uh, this is pretty much just like the uh, trip that you took to the Gnome Home just a little while ago. Um, 
you know, you, you're uh, going up into the foothills. It's all um, a bunch of uh, oak woodlands. So we're in the mountains now? Well, you're in the foothills heading into the mountains, yeah. Does Do we get any benefits from you having your favorite terrain for traveling? We don't get lost. And we can't be, like, slow yeah. or anything like that. Uh, we can't get lost unless by magical means. And then... Uh, we can move stealthily, or I can move stealthily at the normal pace. I think we all, okay. I think all of us can, hopefully. Hopefully. I hope so. I can try, find twice as much food if I forage. Nice. I can oh. track creatures precisely. And difficult terrain doesn't slow our travel, so. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, she can always point out the best trail, so you guys don't mm -hmm. end up stumbling over stuff, so. So you are a great help to the druid, um, although he knows it's like the back of his hand. Although, as he said that, he starts scratching at something. Oh, I better have that looked at. <laughs> Interestingly, I find that I look at the front of my hand more than the back of my hand on mm -hmm. a typical day. Do you consider this the like the your palm the front or yes. the palm the back? The palm is the front. Well, we're getting into philosophy here. Yeah. <laughs> we are monks. Yes. yes. We use our hands a lot. When you... Fold them into a fist. Is this the side of your hand? Or would this become the front of your hand? This would become the front of your so, hand. So up through the hills, you say. Yeah, so <laughs> the druid leads you up there on game trails. And um, the keen eyes of your feline ranger always pick out the best trail. Where would the back of the hand be? <laughs> if this is the front of the hand. This is like that scene with Billy Crystal's movie. Gosh um, darn it. City Slickers, where they're sitting there talking for hours about how to reprogram the VCR. And yes, that's how old I am. I know what a VCR is. <laughs> we all know what VCRs are. Yeah, or yeah. We all here know what VCRs are. Yeah. I mean, they've seen them in history books. Yeah. We have one downstairs. We have one downstairs. videotapes. I'm not that young, you guys. <laughs> they're not that much younger than me either. My gosh. Oh, yeah. You know what a beta is? A beta? That's oh, dear. Betamax disc? Mm. Yeah. How about laser disc? It was like a fish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> she said a fish, folks. That's, that was a fish. She said something's fishy here. Uh, uh -huh. I'm just glad to know that the only thing you guys can flex on me is that you're decades older than I am. So happy. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> up oh, in yeah, the hills, yeah. the old you people go. <laughs> Up in, up in the hills, the old people go. <laughs> yes. So you guys take off up the hills. And actually, um, the first uh, half of the uh, journey goes pretty pretty springy and easy. Like I said, you're in Oak Woodlands. But then you transition into Pine Forest at this point in time. And now you are indeed in the mountains. And the going starts getting a little slower. The trees are closer together. It's darker. And a little kind of a mist starts coming down. And pretty much everything just kind of gets soddened at that point in time. You have to pull your cloaks around you. Um, and um, as the afternoon is wearing on, uh, you actually come across the first bits of snow. And um, actually, everybody roll for me a perception nature check. Three. Okay. Yep. One. Eleven. Nine. Five. So happy. So far, I'm high. Uh, Non-natural 20. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Attaboy, Arlen. 
Yep. Um, so Arlen, you are pretty sure that you are encountering the snow a good deal sooner than you did on the trip to the gnome home. Uh, apparently in the intervening um, couple of days, uh, you know, the, the snow has retreated down the hills a bit more, but it, it doesn't bode well. And uh, so you keep going. And actually, initially, it's actually kind of um, fun because the, the snow is only a dusting and then it's maybe, you know, half an inch thick, an inch thick, and it just kind of crunches beneath your feet and, and it does pretty good footing. Um, but then, um, Jade? Yes. A big fluffy flake of snow just lands boop, right on the end of your nose. It's snowing. <laughs> and yeah, it is, uh, it has begun to snow upon you. And um, we have a riding rams, right? Yeah. Now, are you taking them up in the mountains with you? Kind uh, what did, for I as long like, as we can. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't there, or or did we talk about having like a the certain point was, where they turned around? The idea is we go as far as we could, hopefully, but hopefully be not until after we found the veil. And then once we got the Pegasus, sending them back with the Druid. Okay. Okay. The Druid was twofold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably let him know that. Oh, by the way, we would, we would oh, like you way, to take our rams to... back, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't oh, have to come with us to the Vale. Oh, but... Gaston, here, here's here's the keys to the ram. <laughs> or at least give them, you know, some guidance because you can talk to them. Well, I, think. I think the last rams just found their way back. So these yeah, no, they you land dropped with, them with, with the farmer? farmers and yeah. the farmers took them back. Well, I mean, the Pegasus could okay. just lead them back. Yeah. If the Pegasus want to go out of their Vale. Oh, I'm in. Cottage, oh, Cottage, oh, I'm not. I'm not sure I. Trust is Pegasus. He's a Pegasus, right? Pegasus suspect. Um, I mean, I'm sure that he could just talk to the Rams and have them, yeah, yeah. bounce their way back. <laughs> Everybody today, the table's full of duds, not laughing at the most glorious of jokes. Actually, there's only one dud at the table currently, but <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Snow in the face, heading up the hills yes. on rams. Yes. And um, as you're going along there, it um, starts getting uh, you know, thicker and thicker in the snow. And I need everyone to roll for me constitution. Oh, yeah. A save or just at... a basic constitution? Um, this is just a constitution save, yes. Okay. Diamond soul. Do we get a plus four from your brace? Yes. You would indeed. Everyone's within. Absolutely. Yeah, 10 feet. 18. 21. 22. 28. 10. <laughs> oh, the mighty paladin gets tired. And actually, uh, Arlen, what was yours? Also a 22. Okay, good. Yeah, so um, it's it's a little chilly, uh, Cotter, but that's about it. So um, no problems there. Um, but then as the uh, night is going on, all of a sudden it starts to snow harder and harder and um i need everyone to give for me a um another constitution roll and a survival roll so so what are the constitution rolls 18 still with cotter's thing yeah Mm -hmm. oh um 28 constitution i got 22 constitution i got a natural 20 for a total of 30 constitution nice 17. 23. Okay, yeah, so you're all bearing up very well despite the bad conditions. Now, give for me survival. 21. Uh, survival. 13. 25. 17. 12. Dang, no one. 24? 
<laughs> you're like, this is a very high number. What? <laughs> Where I come from, it's a little warmer. Yeah. I rolled a, a 19, a 20, and an 18 all in, nice. all in a row. I guess yeah, get so. them all out now, right? Yeah, when we fight the giants, <laughs> who comes to twos and threes. Thanks. Nothing for the rest of the campaign. Yeah, very good. And so uh, the uh, weather's closing in, and it, it's actually getting kind of terrible. Um, you realize that you are now in a full-fledged uh, blizzard, but you're able to uh, bear up under the thing, and more importantly, you're able to keep going. But um, the druid turns to you um, and uh, says, uh, my friends, we must seek shelter. Uh, the uh, storm, I fear, will only get worse tonight. Uh, if we are caught out, we could be in serious danger. Follow me. We'll go to a place that uh, I know nearby. And here's where we get betrayed. And uh, keep leading on there. And everyone give for me a constitution roll again as the wind is blowing into your faces. Oh, wait. Key point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we could do that. I didn't need to, but we can. That's much better. That's a <laughs> 20 for me. And, and which, which, key, which key point were you spending there? Uh, one uh, to re-roll a saving throw. Diamond oh, cool. Soul, yeah. Diamond Soul, yes. Mm-hmm. Any, did anybody get under a 10? I got a 10. Oh. I got precisely a 10 as well. Okay, so you guys are, are are able to hang on there and bear up on the thing. And then all of a sudden, in front of you, the uh, druid is is uh, is uh, kind of walking around the corner. And you, you know, by this time, you guys are into rock formations and... You've actually left a lot of the uh, larger trees behind. It's gotten much more sparse. And as he's going around, um, there's basically kind of a cliff face on your left side, and it's um, it's a large rock outcropping. And all of a sudden, just whoop, he disappears. Love the communication there, Varden. Don't worry. And then all of a sudden, his head pops um, around the thing and says, We are here, my friends. Come down inside. Uh, You'll have to dismount and lead the uh, animals in here. It's just a, a like an outcropping in, in and a rock. As you get up there, there's actually a cleft in there. Oh, that's about four feet wide, just just wide enough to squeeze a horse or a ram through, and it's about eight feet tall, and kind of needle eye of the needle shaped. It's kind of narrower at the base and the top. Should we? We can stack the riding ram on top of each other. <laughs> should, should we leave the rams behind? Should we send them? Uh, he said, "Come on in." Okay. I guess we'll take them with us. I don't want them to get eaten. I mean, I think they could survive the cold. They are ramped off. Yeah, but I don't want them to get eaten. I'll leave mine inside. Okay, so um, Kraval, as you turn the corner and and initially the the ram kind of balks at it, but um, then, you know, you're you're kind of calm with it and you just keep leading on. You just maintain pressure on on the bridle and it follows you in. And it's the weirdest thing. You go about two feet into this little cleft in the rock and it's just all dark inside and all of a sudden it becomes wonderfully warm and not just the simple i'm out of the wind and the weather um but it's like physically warm and the ram when it hits this point too all of a sudden instead of you know resisting you seems very happy to move forward and it uh, just kind of follows you willingly in there. So, and from from everybody else's perspective, you see the ram kind of, you know, digging in his feet and and uh, resisting going forward. And all of a sudden, it just goes, oh, okay, and just right right inside. And you've entered a cave, and it goes in. And it's about thirty feet around, 
And in the center is um, a fire ring with a bunch of dead ashes from way, you know, way back when. Um, and it's nice and beautifully sandy on the floor. But more importantly, as you uh, go across the, whatever barrier it was, it becomes warm and you can no longer hear the howling of the wind outside. And like I said, the, the ram all of a sudden becomes very docile and peaceful. It's just a cave. It's just a closed off cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Cave of requirement or something. And uh, Varden is there. He, he, he's actually taking some wood from the corner and putting it in there and beginning to light a fire. And uh, so everybody else uh, following on in. Yeah. 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 Well, that seems like a pleasant place to yeah. spend and, some time. And, and indeed it is. Um, like I said, the floor is nicely sandy. And uh, then there is... Uh, enough room on one side for your animals, enough room on the other side for you. And Varden has a nice fire going uh, by the time the last of you are coming in. And, uh, but even without the fire, it's, you know, it's not hot, but it's pleasantly warm. And with the fire, it's very cheery. And uh, Varden stands up from the fire and says, ah, yes, thank you for all joining me here. This is one of our uh, little sanctuaries that we build in the mountains for just such occasions the the druids have used these as bolt holes uh when times are rough uh, in cases like this and he kind of points to the outside although you can't hear the, the wind howling anymore uh where we must take refuge from the elements or in uh more serious times we've secreted these around so that we can uh go and uh shelter animals and the druids themselves from ill conditions outside whether it be natural or or man-made I'll kind of pat my ram on the head and say, can they stay here while we go forward? Well, I don't think that uh, even if we ask them nicely that they would continue to go on. Uh, From here, I'm afraid the trail will get much rougher, steeper, and tougher. Um, The snow undoubtedly by morning will be piled high, and uh, we'll have to uh, leave them here. But uh, um, they'll be very happy in this spot for the day or so we'll be gone. And uh, I can lead them back down to uh, the valley floor in the morning. Thank you. Or the following morning, I should say. Sounds good. Yes. And he said, well, we can uh, take our uh, rest here and we need post no guard. Uh, None that are unaware of this location uh, can enter. Excellent. Okay. So um, anything you need to do before we uh, head off for the night aside of shake the snowflakes off and lay out your cloaks to dry by the fire. Is it just a plain cave? I'm, I'm curious if there's much, any like runes or anything snazzy about it. Not that you can see. Although roll for me um, an arcana check. Oh, my best skill. Five. Nope, it looks like an absolutely normal cave <laughs> to you. Those glowing runes clearly just appear <laughs> to be moss. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so anything else we want to do before we uh, conk off for the night? I think I'm good. Okay. So um, you awake in the morning, um, and you you assume it's morning because there's a little bit of light filtering in from the outside. Um, But it's very interesting. The light is very muted, and it's very blue. Very bluish in its appearance. Inside the cave? Inside the cave, yeah. Well, you got that little cleft in the the mouth there. And, yeah, it just seems to be very, very muted and very, very blue in color. 
Um, so but from the snow outside? Uh, well, are you going to go to the edge? Yeah, I'll poke my head out. Yeah, and it appears that snow has drifted completely across the mouth of the cave. There's just a little gap at the top. And yeah, you're mainly, and it, it's not very thick because you're, you're getting light through it, but it seems that the snow has uh, has drifted right across the top of it there. All right, well, I guess start digging a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and in no time, you're able to uh, to clear a path through there. And um, you walk out into a winter wonderland. Uh, the trees are all frosted with snow now. Um, every once in a while, you hear a whoosh as an uh, overloaded branch lets loose its uh, load of snow and it comes cascading down, taking other branches worth of snow with it to land at the base of the trees. But aside of that, all of the rocks and stuff are now just muted humps in the snow. And uh, the trees uh, seems like they're all buried within, uh, you know, maybe even a couple of feet of snow landed last night. I want to make note of where this little bolt hole is just in case we never need it again. Okay. Um, you expect just, you know, the lore of druids that you know that you probably couldn't find it again unless you were with a druid. But you try to commit it to memory as best you can. And who knows, you know, maybe now that you know where it is, the secret's revealed to you and you can be able to use it again. Um, anyways, uh, Varden comes out and, uh, and uh, says to you, says, yes, I don't think we could get the rams to go on even if we asked them to, looking about at the, the snowy weather. And uh, then he turns to, to you, Jade, and says, this might actually be more your department. Um, it'll be interesting trying to find our way through the mountains now that the details have been erased by that snowstorm. Yes. And then he says, but one little thing. And he transfers into a polar bear and he says, yes, that's much better. Shall we go? He can, he can speak as a polar bear? Yes. It was very funny. I, I look and say, can you give me a ride? And he says, sure thing. And he hops up on your back. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because, of course, he's like about three feet taller than you. So it's like really just you're wearing this bear across your shoulders. And he turns to everybody and just gives a big toothy grin. <laughs> I hate druids. <laughs> I, I need a moment. <laughs> And they hate you too. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I have a ring of protection. Hey, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Ruth, stop. No more. <laughs> stop. You, no, don't even. Don't. Don't. You are. This is. You're starting the problem and you are enabling it, and I'm stopping it right here. Technically, your dad started it. So, yes, uh, walking through the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, Jade, uh, why don't you give me a survival roll to see if you can't pick out the best route? Ah, 13. (laughs) That's that hidden rock. Wait, don't you get advantage? Uh, No, I get to add my proficiency bonus. So, that's why it's a 13 because I rolled a natural one. Okay, so Jade leads you off higher into the mountains. And it's actually very interesting because... Um, we can't get lost. I just yes, have no idea just a, where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we just show up at this Pegasi. Oh, I don't know how we got here, but uh, cool. Blind instinct. And then uh, it's well, very interesting. Like I said, just about every time you think that Jade's leading you in the wrong direction, all of a sudden she like goes down between a little cleft between two rocks and there's less snow there. 
and instead of being thigh deep and having to wade through it you're just like pittering along and she just never seems to lead you incorrectly and you go higher and higher and higher into the mountains uh, dodging all the snow drifts and way off to your left you hear a roar that you're assuming must have been an avalanche that uh, just came down and then finally you crest the top of a rise and you find yourself looking down into a valley and uh, Barden comes up next to you and transforms back into uh, human shape Jade and he says my friends I think we're here and it's very interesting because just you know kind of the vagaries of nature the valley goes down for probably a good several hundred feet I mean, you're, you're really cresting the, the top of a rise here. But the very base of the valley, whether it's because of meteorological or other reasons, is green. Um, there's just a smattering of snow. And then you can see down below that there are indeed some animals moving about. But it's really weird. You were looking for the gleaming white hides of Pegasus. But these are kind of squat and pinkish white. Magical dirt. Are they four-legged squat, yes, pinkish yeah. white? Yeah, they're definitely animals of some sort. And Are they porpoises? <laughs> well, actually, Arlen, um, your farming background, even from this distance, you can, dis you can discern that these are actually giant hogs. When pigs fly. What? We broke Arlen. He's laughing about his porpoise joke that no oh, one. I'm the only one. That yeah. is so funny. No, that's sad. It's sad. What? It, wait, what was the reference? I have no idea. Like Pegasus, porpoises. Like, no, yeah, okay, no, no, no. Best you say I, nothing okay. at all, Peregrine okay. Took. I, I mean, liked I it. guess. Because they're like pink and, you know. How big are these pigs? And like smooth and squat. And, yeah. yeah. These pigs, I mean, the, okay. Granted, they're a long distance away, but you would expect these pigs are about six or eight feet long. I mean, they're they're big hogs. Mm. And then as you're um, watching, all of a sudden, one of them just unfolds these diaphanous, almost transparent wings from its back, lifts off, and lands about 100 feet away and, and goes back to eating again. It's the Vale of the Pegasi. Oh, in you know how like in olden days, like you know, in in, in uh, maps from the uh, uh, you know mid, uh, or the Revolutionary period, like the F's look mm -hmm. like S's. You know that could have been an ancient I, not an E on that map. And in fact, this could be the Vale of the Pegasus. I'm interested to not believe that. Hey, uh, breathe, Adrian, breathe. Jade. Yes. You can do that thing where you can detect if there's like celestials in the area or whatever. Is that like a thing you can do? No, because I took the other path. Okay, never mind. Wait, uh, wait, Paladins can do Paladin that. Can can yeah. Um, can you see if this is this is it? This we got pigs. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm just curious. Cotter, you want to expand your resources there and see if this is a celestial being? We're finally going to see pigs fly. Uh, I need to be within 60 feet. So walk 40 feet. 
Okay. Okay. Well, you guys start walking down the uh, side of the veil. Oh, ca- ca- I'll, no I'll do one, pass like without the... a trace just so we're not like That's freaking, freaking anything no out. One, yeah. You said you could speak celestial, so. I can, so. Can you speak celestial pig Latin? Oh, a- <laughs> <laughs> is pig Latin not already a dialect of celestial? Is no, Latin. it's infernal. It is. <laughs> Depends. Are we saying that Latin is infernal or celestial? The, <laughs> the dark speak of Morbor. <laughs> that one I'll give you. Okay, yeah. He's hamming it up here. Okay, so uh, anyways, you cast Pass All the Trace and you all begin to sneak down the hill. And that's where we're going to stop today. Don't forget to stick around from a word from one of our friends. So, yes, the Vale of the Pegasus. Um, so this actually has a very special story. About eight years ago, a long time ago, one of the scouts in our scout troop was telling us around the campfire about the legend of the great Pegasus, a uh, flying pig-like creature that pooped out bacon treats that if you ate them, you turned into a Pegasus yourself. And I promised him that that was going to make it into my Dungeons and Dragons game. And here we are. So, yeah, there we are. And the uh, whole uh, winter storm thing, that was supposed to be a much bigger thing, um, you know, along the lines of the uh, assault on the Redhorn Gate and Lord of the Rings. But then everybody made their constitution save. So it was just kind of a pleasant stroll in a winter wonderland until you got to the cave. So, blah, there we are. Ah, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So anyways, the uh, group has found their pigasus. Uh, Perhaps they can even tame them, and uh, we will see if pigs can fly. But to see that, we'll have to wait for the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at relicofthepast on Twitter and relicofthepastpodcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. Welcome to Short Quest Long Rest, an epic journey through the great white north of Faerun as an unlikely band of misfits strikes out to save Icewind Dale from eternal night and from the sinister clutches of the Frost Maiden Arl. And among this intrepid band is the stalwart and ever-ornery dwarven shield-bearer Krellic Steelforge. It's too bad we didn't have a... Bear. The mysterious and ever cryptic druidic warforged, known only as Dreamer. I want to look out over the dale and see a sight that no one else has seen. The quick-witted sorcerer extraordinaire, Felgren Falsfey. No, I'm going to sit here at the top of the mountain and look at this for five minutes. The kind-hearted and brilliant halfling forge cleric, Tavini Owlbright. I do not think Nobber would appreciate being called cute. And finally me, Rian Stormlight, Dragon Knight and loving father of my beloved baby bronze dragon, Miri. And I have a whole collection of swords and some armor. There you go. 
to get you all the fanciest armor and swords in the land. Together, we'll face this creeping darkness as family, found and forged, rises up to meet the coming storm. Tune in every Monday morning on Spotify and any of your favorite podcast providers, and join this motley crew on another short quest, Long Rest. <laughs>